Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. And great to be back with you, folks. And what happened? I started right, and it was like I—it's like my tongue. That word <laughs> "twisted tongue." It's, it's like it twisted uh, somewhere in my top teeth and then in a bottom one. I'm not sure, but man, it was like, blah, blah, blah. That, that's kind of what came out of my mouth. It was like, what's going on here? Blah, 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 blah. It was like I was uh, at the Tower of Babel or something, Babel, whatever you want to call it. I don't know, man. I And I don't think you guys could have understood it, so I just let it go. I don't think it was a heavenly tongue. I think it was, you know, just a COVID brain. Who knows? But <laughs> With me, as always, my friend, my co-host, Stephanie. Stephanie, tell us something good. What's going on with you? Well, good morning, Doug. You know, it is the sun is shining, and um, my kids have a violin. Four of them are in violin school, and they have a concert tonight. So, um, <sighs> actually, I, I revised that. I have – no, I still have four. I had five. Now I have four. So, um, that's that's going to be a pretty – special thing tonight. Emmy's going to do her first violin. Oh, yeah. Emmy, Emmeline Hope. And she's a boy. You're going to have to send me some pictures of that. We got to show them out there to the folks on Facebook. And so you got Emmy out there. Who else is out there? You got Emmy. So, um, Stephanie, Samuel and, and Charles. Oh, that's going to be a great concert. And, uh, so, well, folks, make sure you go out and check praying for Stephanie Wesco's Facebook page, sign on, man, we got people signing on all the time on that page in our helpful wounded spirits, Facebook page. Now we've been telling you folks, before we hop into the characteristic or something we're seeking with PTSD, we've been telling you guys, we want to talk to you about our retreat and what's going on. So we want you to write me at Doug at wounded set up a time where I can set up a zoom with you. I'm zooming all over the world right now now telling people about it. We're uh, banging out some funds. We're getting ready to do a land contract. So make sure you get a hold of us and uh, talk about that. We want you to volunteer. We want you to be part of one of our partners. And so make sure you get a hold of us. And we sure do love you folks. So now we're doing this characteristic, Stephanie. And we kind of talked, we went from hope, but you know, joy is a big deal. And uh, you, you got to have joy in your life. And, uh, and, 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 and you know, therefore, have sorrow. And ye know, therefore, have sorrow, but I will see you again. And your heart shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. So here's the Lord saying, you know, it's coming to an end. But, you know, you're going to be all right. And your joy, no man can take that away from you, Stephanie. So, again, I hate to ask this question, but I think we got to ask him this question, Stephanie. We always do. But the question we need to ask is this, where does your joy come from? And, uh, well, your yeah, your joy always is going to come from the Lord. True joy is always going to come based from Him. And you know, I quite honestly, um, for me, 
a huge, huge suggestion I'll throw out there. If you're struggling, you know, we, we struggle. I struggle. There are days where I get up and, um, you know, I'm, I deal with a ton of, and Doug, this is Doug's life too, but tons of nerve pain. Well, let me tell you, nerve pain will rob your joy faster than you can. (laughs) Oh yeah. Faster than you can blink because you know, it, it's, it's distracting. You can't get rid of it. It's just kind of there. Um, yeah, walking helps dissipate it and walking can help give you joy. Honestly, on a beautiful day, taking a walk will do a ton for you. Um, yeah. but, but it's, it's, it's nasty. And so there are days where I get up, I woke up. I mean, I've had nerve pain since I woke up this morning. So that's why it's on my mind because I've been dealing with it since I got up. And so it's kind of like, okay. I got to distract this because it's going to make me punch a wall yeah. when it, you know, and so I turned on music and there is something powerful about turning on music that gets your mind off you off, even off of your pain to a certain extent and just makes you smile, makes you praise the Lord, makes you thank the Lord for his goodness to, to you in so many other ways joy is important. It doesn't just affect you. We want to compartmentalize the different aspects of who we are, of who God made us, but they are all linked together. Your spiritual side affects your emotional side. Your emotional side affects your physical. Your physical affects your mental. It's a big, they're all interlocked. And so joy plays a huge role in all of those aspects. It does. It does. Powerful. And and you know, it, it really affects the atmosphere around you. It, 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 uh, you know, you, when you carry joy with you, you're carrying God, you're doing God's work. And, uh, and Luke 24, 52, and they worshiped him and returned Jerusalem, uh, returned to Jerusalem with great joy. You want to find joy, worship God. And, uh, you know, get up in the morning, listen to this podcast, do your Bible reading, find joy in your day, man, a smile will change everything. Years ago, I was able to, uh, share the gospel with this man and and God gloriously saved him through a chain of events. And I mean, just changed his life. And about a year or two later, I mean, everybody at church was praying. Everybody was uh, begging God, save his wife, save his wife. And, uh, his wife looked like somebody was pinching her perpetually. I mean, she always had a terrible look on her face. She, I mean, life was upside down, but then she got saved. And I remember her husband came to church one night and he says, every morning my wife smiles. And, uh, and he just wasn't used to seeing the smile, wasn't used to those types of things. And boy, that's what joy can do for you. It can change things. And so find joy today, plug in, get that great joy that uh, Israel got there in Luke 24 and, and just go worship God. And when you do that, boy, it all comes back around in a circle and God uses it. He changes lives. I don't know about you, but I want my life to change other people's lives because God used me because God did something in my life. Mm. You know, it says over we in Proverbs uh, chapter 18, verse 2, a fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. And so, ah, uh, y- you know, a, a wise person, you know, they study, I think they, you know, read, they do things, they put things out there. Uh, and there, there's this great satisfaction that comes with yeah. building up your wisdom. You know, there's this yeah. great, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, so, and then, but if you, you look at this second part of this verse, we just covered, but that his heart may discover 
itself. And so, and so as we look at this, he focused on himself instead of God. Yep. It, yep. You know, I think it's a fact, Stephanie, that most vain people, most narcissists, most uh, knuckleheads uh, are never satisfied with the company, are never satisfied with uh, people's knowledge, are never satisfied with answers. I think that's what this verse is talking about here. Yeah. You know, a fool, they find no delight. They're not satisfied, Stephanie. They're just not yeah. satisfied. And, uh, yeah, you know, their their heart is never full. Yeah. Well, and the, you hit it spot on. They are selfish. They are self-absorbed. And um, the Bible clearly states that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? The fool delights in knowing his own heart. Yeah. That's it. That it, his world is, you know, perhaps the pirate Ron Hamilton has a kid song and it's, me 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 it's all about me 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 not you 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 but me 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 and that is the that is this fool's motto yeah his world is about him and i could name someone right now you'd probably name the same person his world is about him his world everything in his world revolves around him and let me tell you he is one of the most narcissistic toxic people on the planet oh yeah because of that and his world revolves around knowing his own heart yeah and let me tell you if that's what your world revolves around it's going to be a short nasty trip and so god just calls this out you're you have no delight in true understanding your delight is in yourself if that's you you're a fool you're a fool god yeah. just spells it out right here yeah yeah i i think you know we could beat this to death but the reality is uh, if you're not, if you're not finding delight in understanding things, if you're not finding delight in wisdom, if you're not finding delight in knowing the truth, uh, and, and your heart's not full because of that, we, we need to plug into God again. And that's what this yeah. is all about. Yeah. It's talking about that. And in verse number three, I I think keeps it going here. It says, when the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt with ignominy reproach. And, uh, and, and I think we get to that and, and you know, where we're looking at verse three and, and, you know, when wicked comes, man, it brings with it contempt. It brings mm. with it all these bad things. Uh, and then yeah. this whole dishonor, you know, that comes with reproach here at the end of this verse. And so, uh, wickedness, dishonor, boy, if, if, if we're in that zone, Stephanie, you know what I'm yeah. saying? We're in yeah. trouble. Yeah. We are in trouble if we're in that zone. And I, and I think that's what's going on here. We're living in a zone that's yeah. trouble. And uh, yeah. uh, we're living in a zone that brings no honor. We're living in a zone, uh, you know, if we're not wise. If we're wise, and we're wise enough to be studying the Word of God together, we're in that other place. I mean, what are you thinking mm -hmm. here, Stephanie? No, I think you're spot on. Um, if, if the wicked bring contempt, they bring in ignominy, they bring shame, it follows them. It is a part of their, the trail of destruction they leave behind them. Yeah. And that's a very scary, sobering thing. It is. And, and boy, you can, again, you can think probably of 10 people as I read this to you right now, or uh, as Stephanie and I are talking through this, just like she has somebody that her and I would think of. You can think of these people as we go through it. We don't want to be people who are thought of that way. Hey, listen, mm. folks, I want you to hold on for one minute. We just want to take a second here and let our sponsor speak out for a minute. And we'll be right back with you.
Well, it's great to be back. And, and, and you know, thinking of these people, Stephanie, that fall into this category and how we uh, we don't want to be fall into that category. Look at this next verse. It says, The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters in the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. And uh, so we had this pond. I grew up uh, uh, near a lake called Beach Pond. And you say pond, a lot of people think, you know, maybe 100 yards by 100 yards. But this lake was a few miles long, uh, three oh, or four. Wow. It was fed by a brook, and it was a big lake that had been dammed up in the early 1900s. And, you know, it was a few miles long and a mile wide. It, it, it was like uh, uh, the lake there by you, where you live. Uh, okay, okay. And, and uh, just a big, beautiful lake. Um, and... And so, as, but as you, as you looked at these things, and uh, there was one real deep area of the lake. And so we as kids, you know, would put our goggles on. Most of the lake was between 10 and 20 feet deep. And there was this one real big deep area. And boy, we'd go out there and swim out there. And finally, we could never get to the bottom. Even as young with all that lung space and stuff. I mean, we were, uh, as kids, you know, we didn't have TV and video games and stuff. Uh, all of us guys were almost built like Greek gods. You know, we'd lift weights, do pull-ups, we'd run. We were always really super physically <laughs> Just say you were built like Greek gods. We were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're pretty muscular, yeah, yeah. But anyway, don't don't get me going on words, this. Yeah, you were eye candy. So yeah. back in the day, yeah, yeah, I was. What? Why, why is that so funny to you? Because <laughs> now I have teenage boys that view themselves that way. It's just funny. So. <laughs> Well, folks, I, I'm sorry for this delay in the action here. And uh, I'm not sure if her laughing is a good thing or a bad thing, but we're going to leave it alone because I, got, I get in trouble for saying things. You know, sometimes I might say, and, and I'd have to cut I'm sorry that the Greek God thing took me Anyway, folks, so anyway, there was this real deep, uh, I'm, I'm trying here. There, there was this real deep part of the pond, and we were in good shape. All right, we'll stop right there. We'd put on our goggles and our snorkels. We'd find that real deep area. It was about a 100-foot round crater or so. I don't know. We'd swim down as far as our ears would hurt, our heads would hurt, you know. And uh, so anyway, we could never do that. Finally, finally. Uh, one of our friends grew up. He got to be about 20. His parents were rich. I was about 17, at 16 or 17 at the time. And he got a wetsuit and scuba gear. And he went oh, down, wow. and it was like 80 feet deep in that one spot. And he came up, and I looked at him when he came up, and he pulled his mask back, and he looked right at me. I was the boat operator and stuff. And he said, there's nothing down there at the bottom of a pond that's of any value. <laughs> he said, there's nothing good in those deep waters. Uh, and, and I think that's what we're seeing here too. Uh, the, you know, the idea of this man's speech is not that he's deep and meaningful and giving us great words. Uh, you know, this is, uh, uh, this is the other side of that, but the wellspring mm. is, it, you know, it's just, it's of no value. You know, you don't get to see it. It's too low, but that wellspring of wisdom, that flowing brook, is a man being rooted in wisdom. It's, it's, it's springs of wisdom. I think of springs where we go pick up water on the side of the street. It just keeps flowing. It's always there. It's good water. It's good for your body. It's good for your soul. It makes you feel good. So I think God's word is saying, what do you want to be here? Which one? Are you going to be a wellspring? Uh, are you going to be those words that you can't get to without the guy with the scuba gear and all that stuff? Yeah. yeah. That's powerful. 
It is. It is. I remember my friend Harry coming up with his scuba gear on, and and uh, I remember thinking how funny that was. And verse number five, <laughs> I think we squeeze that in as long as Stephanie doesn't laugh too much here. <laughs> it is not good to accept the person of the wicked to overthrow the righteous in judgment. Uh. You know, that's pretty basic stuff. Uh, but, you know, it's obvious to anybody, I think, with a moral compass here that, you know— when we, we shouldn't be showing partiality. We shouldn't be uh, doing things with the wicked, you know. And a lot of times it's done because they have more money, more influence. Everybody thinks they're movie well, star well, type of people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're, and, they're, and very often I believe um, this verse is powerful because when you have a person who comes, and again, we could give real, you and I could both give real life scenarios, but where wicked people have, to conquer and divide, to sow discord, to spread lies or slander, they come across as these sweet, godly people who have just been hurt and broken, when in reality, they're the ones that did the hurting and the breaking. But that the, how, they, how they will, and they'll conquer and divide to overthrow the righteous and judgment. And what I see this verse, it, this should be a warning. If you're, if someone approaches you, and in a sense, they're approaching you to overthrow someone else who prior to this person coming to you with this story that's like, wow, it's loaded. Prior to them coming to that, God has not in any way, shape, or form given you, you know, the Holy Spirit can speak to believers and can say, this person, there's something off here. But when a person comes to you and gives you an outlandish story, and you just automatically swallow a hook, line, and sinker to yeah. overthrow the righteous and judgment. Beware, because I've been on the reciprocal end of this, um, and and I'm sure I have done it. I am sure there are times I have cost, cast wrong judgment because I did not know a whole story, and I took someone's you know partial truths or complete lies as full truth, as full, you know, inspired. Oh yeah. And it wasn't, and it wasn't. And so in there, yeah. Yeah. And so this is just, this is a warning because a wicked person delights in overthrowing the righteous in judgment and they'll use tears. Look what Saul did to David. Look at the, look, I mean, he got the whole nation to follow him against David for all of those years by his manipulation, by his tears, by him making David out to look like this, evil, wicked person trying to overthrow him. So this is, you know, this is a very serious real life thing that happened. All right. So anyway, I, I think you made a very good point here. And, you know, when you show some type of partiality, when you, uh, you know, when your judgments overrule righteousness, uh, mm. I mean, you're in the wrong place. And, uh, and, and, you know, you were talking about how people, you know, they come off as being all that and, you know, knowing everything, being everything, saying everything, you know, without trying Proverbs keeps on making us look at these narcissists that have come through our life. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the weirdest thing ever. You know, one thing that, uh, uh, Pastor Miller had to say the other day when we were doing our podcast, Stephanie, as he mentioned, just before we went on air, we were talking about narcissism. And he says, and by the way, a lot of these narcissists who are preaching on narcissists are the biggest narcissists of them all. And, uh, yeah. and, 
and boy, we see this. We we've got to be tuned in. I think people uh, on on just what is what. Uh, we have to be tuned in. We have to understand what's going on, what we can do, those types of things. And I believe God can use that. And I believe he does use that. And so as we wrap up on this particular verse, it, it's, it's not a good thing to show partiality, to do something right, or to throw something uh, for the wicked, no matter how cool they may seem to you. Uh, it messes up the entire justice system, Stephanie. We started out this week talking about that. We can, we can literally yeah. throw off the way people feel about our community our government, the justice system, all those things, this can be that kind of thing that we can, we can throw off the entire justice system if we're not careful. And, yeah. uh, and people's faith in that. So you get to the point where you're not reporting crimes and you're not doing things. And, you know, that's one of the big things and not really to get into this, but to mention there's so many uh, children, uh, ladies, men who were hurt when they were kids. And, you know, a lot of times you would go to a policeman or somebody in your school or said, did this really happen? How are you dressed? I mean, we've always got to be just, we've always got to be right. We've always got to trust the police and we can, as long as they're godly. And we in return have to represent this the same way and be impartial to what wisdom, be impartial to God and his word and, uh, and not to overthrow righteous stuff with a judgment we can make, or even within ourselves and within our family. Families. I, I think that's so important, Stephanie, that we understand yeah. it's easy to go down the wrong road here. This isn't just something yeah. God's given us. It's easy to mess this up. Yeah. No, it is. It's very easy because we are human and we're going to make mistakes. And so, you know, we know that's a basic fact. And so we're then constantly coming to the Lord for discernment. And, and you know, if you... It, and a thing that's become really prevalent lately in my life is people coming up to me and talking to me, well, should I marry this person? Should I not marry this person? You know, people at church, godly people, people who are saved. And I always say the same thing. You know, what's the great thing about this person? What's the number one reason you want to be with them? And, mm. uh, you know, the first thing we always want to hear is uh, they help me to be right with God. They bring me closer yeah. to God. Uh, you know, and, and you want to hear those things. You don't want to hear, well, you know, he's really good at this and, or she's really good at that, or he's a great singer, whatever the case may be. And, 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 you know, we can skew everything if we're not careful in life, but listen, we love you Thank folks. You. Now, remember, we want to have a zoom meeting with you. So contact me at Doug for wounded spirits. We're getting some key people out there where, uh, we're going to be putting a lot of things together over the next month or two. We want you to be part of it. Uh, so make sure you contact us at Doug at Wounded Spirits. Doug at WoundedSpirits.com is my email address. Throw me an email if there's anything we can do to help you. In the meantime, contact us on Helpful Wounded Spirits. We want to help you out. We want to make a difference. So uh, we just hope you have a great day, folks. And uh, hey, if you like this podcast, go ahead and share it with your friends. We sure do love you. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.